Nerds Proud of You. I'm your host, Matthew Schufreiter. Thank you so much for still listening to us. I hope you had a lovely couple of weeks off from our hiatus. Maybe you went on spring break. Maybe you just slept. I don't really care. Anyway, uh, today I speak with actor Erica Steffen. Uh, Erica's previous credits include roles at the Chicago Shakespeare Theater, Drury Lane, Goodman Theater Center, Mercury Theater, and Paramount. However, this year... She put the nation on watch with her performance as Sally Bowles in Porchlight Theater's production of Cabaret. Every single critic who saw the show singled her out as a knockout. Breathtaking. Terrific. I am literally reading the papers right now, and all of them have been positive. Uh, Eric and I met over Zoom, and we talked about Cabaret. Uh, at the time this episode's being released, Cabaret is no longer in uh, production. However, during the interview, it still was, so... Some days, some events may have been, uh, are probably not happening anymore. Um, that's what I could say. So we talk about that. We talk about how she uh, got started, where she grew up, and going from there. So here's my interview with Erica Steffen. Hello, Erica. How are you? Hi, Matt. I'm good. Where in, so I know that you're, at the time of recording this, you are playing Sally Bowles and Cabaret. How yes. You have, what, two weeks left? Three weeks two, left of the run? Two weeks left. So we close March 19th. How has it been? I know I, th- I know this is like the dream role for you. And <laughs> I mean, name an, an actor who would love to play this. I think everyone would agree. But, I know. <laughs> um, does, has the ner- I'm assuming the nerves have gone away at this point. But is it, are you still pitching yourself? Oh, every second of every day. I mean... It hit me yesterday that we only have two weeks left and I genuinely got so disappointed. Um, I truly, I I wanted to, this particular show, it's been one of my favorites forever because I love historical musicals Mm -hmm. and Sally Bowles, I saw someone play it in high school and fell in love with that role and, and all iterations of it. I've seen people play it a few times and I fangirl over all of them. And so to get the chance to do it has been amazing. Mm-hmm. And for you, this is your second time being in a cabaret production. Yes. Uh, who, uh, yeah, for, were you just in the ensemble the first time? I played Victor. <laughs> I did. Yes. Um, so that was fun. Different. How, how long ago? And uh, where did you do this at? So that was in 2013 the summer of 2012 at Timberlake Playhouse directed by Lillian Brown, who directs all the time around Chicago. Um, And there was a few, like I met some of my best friends in that show who continue to work in the theater world too. Have you reached out to, uh, who who did play Sally that year? Do you know? Alex Pelkovic. She was the ultimate. I still think about her Sally Bowles. Mm, That's, that's awesome. Um, so there are so uh, at this point, you know, like we said the opening, like the opening night, the opening first weekend. Critics have is it weird now that your name is sort of everywhere? I know we don't want <laughs> we don't like to read reviews. I know it feels very weird, but in like the research, it's I've been finding for you. It's just this is her. This is her big shining moment. This is the best Sally Bowles we've seen. I know we don't like to read reviews. Uh, <laughs> But is it, again, is it another pinch yourself moment that this is you yeah, that I was I, talking about? Especially, I mean, yes. And I, I'm so grateful that it's being well-received. 
I, cause I am really, really proud of the work. Um, but also just collectively, if I was an audience member, I would be nerding out over this particular version of cabaret. Um, and so I, it's been really nice that people, people are receiving it well. Um, definitely kind of a surreal moment to see myself on the cover of the trib. Uh, my mom made sure I saw it, even though I told her to wait a few days. Um, but it was, it's, I've been reading the trib theater section since eighth grade. So it was pretty, it was a pretty neat moment. That's so cool. And again, <laughs> to see your, that's your name on the trip. Like how many people can say that at this point? <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy. I, I'm really proud of it. And I, I am just still, like you said, pinching myself every time I go to that theater, mm-hmm. truly. Speaking of pinching yourself, I want to take back to young Erica (laughs) growing up up in Glen Ellen. uh, What were you like as a child? What was I like as a child? I had a lot of energy. Um, It's actually funny, like going back. I so I grew up with three siblings. I'm one of four Uh, older sister. I'm just 18 months difference from her. So we grew up really close. And then I have a brother and then a little sister. Um, And I feel like I was definitely the most energetic out of all the kids. Um, very imaginative. <laughs> I mean, watch videos back. I always had something from our dress up box on like every, every single time I'm in a video, I'm either wearing a princess dress or a veil or a boa or something <laughs> ridiculous. Um, but I, uh, my siblings and I always, I feel like our dynamic was, we just played all the time, which probably fed into why I do what I do right so you guys were very close uh yeah that's awesome we lucked Uh, out with that (laughs) (laughs) I would say because like I'm I'm the oldest of four and so we rarely played together just because we were so I mean it was also just a big age gap yeah yeah and my sister's three years younger than me and you know she was also the only girl in the family. So she was did not want oh, to. So be, your family's the opposite. Three. Yeah, we, she did not want to be with the boys at all. <laughs> but is it true that uh, there's this, you would recreate the iconic like Beauty and the Beast stance with your dad? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that kind of led to you like thinking like, yeah, I kind of like performing, you know? Yeah, I feel like the performance, so I did ballet since I was really little, right. um, like four to 18. And my, I think I, the first introduction to theater is my nonna would take us to a musical, um, me and my cousins at Christmas time. So we'd go to Drury Lane, Marriott and see the yeah. Christmas show. Um, and that's when I would be watching, thinking I could do it, but like I never sang around the house. I, in my head, I was like, oh, I think I could sing, but I never, I, I never did. I never wanted to. And then in eighth grade is when our school put on a musical for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I auditioned, I got in and my, my mom was like, Erica, do you even know how to sing? And I was like, I, I think so. I think I could do it. And then that's kind of what led into the bug of me doing it in high school. Um, so you went in like very little training. You just, it was pretty much just out on a limb. Yeah. I, I like just had this feeling I could do it. <laughs> which is kind of nuts I kind of like but no that's great it's like you there's no fear in you, were you <laughs> but were you that sibling who you know, I would who was very fearless and, and probably didn't just took the chances most of the time I don't think so because I'm like a huge worry wart about 
like getting hurt. Or I think I was the sibling that was always like, guys, let's think through this. But for some reason with that, the world of theater, I, I, I have this memory of myself, like little, like second grade, walking down the hall being like, oh, I, I think I can sing, <laughs> but never singing. It's so weird. It's so weird. My my little sister actually was the like the ham of the family. And at 18 months was singing Backstreet Boys and Britney Spears. And every video of her little is her performing. And I'm just like kind of in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so funny. That's that's awesome. Were your parents involved in the arts at all? They were not. Um, my dad is a cardiologist and my mom was an occupational therapist. Okay. Um, so no, they were not. <laughs> but they, I feel like my mom coming from the OT world was yeah. definitely the one who pushed all the imaginative, creative play. She was always doing activities with us, um, which is... I, I credit her a lot with our sense of play as kids. Right. And, but they were fine with you wanting to do this as a career because, you know, most parents, well, when they, they take their kids to maybe a dance or a certain, or a certain anything, they think this might just be a phase and they don't right. be doing this full time. When right. you, when you said like, I think I want to be a performer. I want to be a dancer. I want to be uh, involved in the arts. Were they okay with that? Or just think, well, this is just, a phase in your life they they were and I'm so lucky for that and I think back to the timeline of things because I really didn't I didn't know I wanted to go into it and pursue it until I did a musical junior year of high school and I finally got to play a role and it really clicked in for me and I was like oh this is what I want to do the rest of my life thinking about that timeline as a parent now a your junior in high school being like oh I want to go into this and call I, I feel like they were embraced it so much um and honestly I credit them big time with the the way they helped me go into it I I know a ton of their friends were like oh Erica's gonna go into theater is she gonna get double major in anything or like what else is she gonna do in college and my parents I remember them sitting me down and saying if you want to do this we want you to do it 110 percent and st study just theater if you really love it that much I think they kind of I don't really know how they had an idea of how the hard the world was, um, the the acting world, but they really stressed, like, if you're going to go for this, do this and make sure you go 110%. You don't need to. I told them I didn't want to double major in anything. And they really supported that, which was so nice. Right. Right. That's all. That's awesome. And then where did you go to school? So I went to Webster oh. University um, in St. Louis. So that theater conservatory. Now the Sargent uh, Conservatory of the Performing Arts. <laughs> How did you enjoy your time and what was that like? I loved it. I, I think looking back, it was so intense and I probably couldn't do those four years over now, but I went in so blind. And since I got into the theater game a little late, I didn't have any formal training, like you said. So I was so game to soak up everything. So I was living my dreams doing theater classes from 8 a.m. until 11 p.m. So mm -hmm. I it was rigorous, but I it, it's it was perfect for what I needed at the time. Did it, I was to say, did it feel like uh, um, like kind of just a focus and like a step in reality almost it, it felt like? Yeah, I I feel like it definitely gave me insight into the the rigor of the profession right <laughs> um I mean we just didn't stop I was in heaven though because I felt like I was at a intense theater summer camp for four years of my life <laughs> um which was amazing 
why don't you, I know you, you just said, like, you don't think you could have done it now. Is it just because, why don't you think that? I think it's similar to how I felt after my first season of summer stock. Mm-hmm. It's so much work um, intensely throughout the, the hours of the day. I feel like almost now, even though our profession's intense, it feels a bit like a, a vacation when I get to work. Cause I love it so much. Whereas the combination of the training and the, the working crews and, performing in classes and everything was just so much at once that mm-hmm. I don't I just it was intense right. <laughs> I think back to that I'm like I I loved class but those were those were long days of nonstop nonstop work was there a moment where that kind of hit you um like a like a class or a moment I oh I mean all the time I think I had like clockwork times in the semester where I would just have to cry <laughs> And be like, mom, I'm overwhelmed. Right. Um, I am trying to think of specific moments. I mean, one uh, a moment I'll never forget is we had to take a clown class our senior year of college. Um, and I, one of my favorite professors would just sit in front of the class with a giant drum and you'd walk up in front of the class and he'd be like, okay, make us laugh. And then immediately would hit the drum and be like, oh, you failed. Failure. <laughs> Which the point of the class was to completely get us out of our comfort zone and figure out like the the truth behind comedy. And it was horrifying. Like that class was one of the hardest classes I've ever taken, but the most beneficial in the sense of not trying to put on anything, but just genuinely standing there and being very open to things. I mean, I I took a physical comedy class and 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 it's, so freaking hard because like you said because you're not trying you're not we're not doing an act right and and comedy is you're you're doing an act right Uh, and so to come off and to do that naturally I mean still the biggest regret of of my time when I was at Columbia (laughs) not succeeding in that fully you know I feel the same way I would that's a class I would want to go back and do because it was so it was so hard and challenging and I, I still don't think I got everything out of it that I could have Mm-hmm. So, so then you graduated, and graduated. You're, you're done, which spoiler, you did. I did uh, it. <laughs> uh, what was the, so then post-college, did you find your footing immediately in, in, in finding roles or getting cast or did that take a while? So I, I, it was kind of, I kind of fell into a, a really lucky streak here in Chicago. I, I was kind of set to go to New York um, after we did a showcase in New York and LA and didn't do one in Chicago. And I I grew up seeing Chicago theater and Chicago actors. So I always knew I wanted to work here. But then of course you go to New York for the showcase and I had never, I'd been to the city once before. So I kind of fell in love with it. And I mean, it has a a crazy energy comparatively. There's not really a city like it. So I told myself, you know, I'll go and try it. But then just family stuff kept me here. We had, I had a cousin who was really, really sick, who was like a sister to me. Um, and it was just something in our life. I needed to be home. Um, and I'm so glad I was because it was, it was like our last few months together ended up being. So I'm so glad I was here. And so while I was here, I think since we were dealing with the the family stuff, I kind of just put myself out there um, and the auditions to me, I almost wasn't thinking about it as much. I was just going to every call um, yeah. and I, I lucked out. I just, I, and maybe it's cause the, the time of my life it was, I, I was just kind of 
not in a mindset to even think too much about the auditions. I was truly just going in, doing my thing and leaving and then going back to the family stuff. So I thinking back, it almost helped me in a way. Um, And so since then, I, that year taught me a lot in the sense of, I knew I wanted to put my roots in Chicago and just be close to family um, for all life circumstances. I, I just wanted to be that kind of came first. And so that got me here and I did a few um, non-equity shows my first year, but then I got really lucky and got a contract out at Drury Lane um, and got my card pretty early on. And so that was, that was a really nice, a nice start for me. Right. Do you think you would go to New York now or do you think, well, you find your footing here. Why would you leave? I, I would absolutely go there for work. I don't think I'll ever, I actually am pretty positive. I'll never take my life move there. Um, I would absolutely go live there for work. If I, if I could work in New York, that'd be great. It's definitely on my bucket list, but, um, roots wise, I am definitely going to stay home base Chicago. I love it too much. Right. So tell me about, uh, the elf shop. I know this is the sign project that I was, when I was finding like, Oh, this, this is so yes. wonderful. And I, I love that. How did this get started and for people who don't know what it is or if it's still, yeah. what so is? I started, I like coined this term elfing mm-hmm. when I was in like middle school, I would tell my mom like, Oh, I'm going upstairs to elf. I loved making crafts for and gifts for family members. I like rarely bought presents and always made something um, out of random stuff around the house. Just no budget. It's all about budget. (laughs) It's truly, truly. (laughs) Um, and I just like loved identifying what someone I liked would enjoy and then making something. Um, and so that's kind of how the term was coined at Christmas time. And then in like high school, college, I started calling it the elf shop and doing a little jewelry business on the side, um, random gifts, random crafts. And it kind of just became a little side hustle that I did. Um, and I, it's not as much of a thing anymore right now. I kind of got a little drained from the <laughs> from the elfing probably, honestly, during the pandemic. I, I made about 500 mask holders. Oh, <laughs> and I was like, I, I need a break. Um, but I still truly, I love making gifts for people. I think my problem is that I like gift giving so much. I never want to charge anybody. And so I'm a terrible businesswoman. (laughs) I was like, this is, this is a disaster. I'm never going to make money off of this. Oh, you just see, it's the whole cartoon. You see the, the receipts just piling up and it's like, why aren't we making any money? And you read the sign, it's all free. No, exactly. Honestly, my brother sat down with me. He's like, Erica, are you charging people like enough to make back what you spent? And I was like, mm, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> but, then, but then I go do a, a six month contract and don't worry, we'll be fine. I'll make everyone cards. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so that was during, you You said you wanted to do crafts. Well, that was like kind of like what you're doing as a child. Yeah. Yeah. So many, so many crafts. Was So, and again, did you think, well, maybe I'll do this with my career or is it just strictly, nope, go right into the arts? Yeah. I never, yeah, no, I never, I always enjoyed it. But the first time I ever thought of a career in itself was definitely theater. I never, everything else was just things that I liked. I I I knew I wanted to be a part of my life, but theater was the first thing that I I thought. Oh, I, I want to do this. This is what I want my job to be. Right. 
right. <clears throat> so speaking of the theater, uh, again, I need to know about the <laughs> Stephen, uh, the Stephen Wolf theater camp. Oh, the Stephen Wolf theater camp. <laughs> okay, again, research. Yes. And I see this, and I, yes. and I first thought typo. And I thought, okay, well, no, she did, <laughs> she did the school of Steppenwolf, which is awesome. But then I'm seeing these parentheses of, oh, no, Stefan. Uh, <laughs> so then I was, I had to ask, so what is the Stefan Wolf Theater Camp? Yes. So um, another thing of Erica not wanting to get a real job, and this is how it was born. Um, I, in summers after college, wanted to come home and make money, um, but didn't really know what to do. And yeah. so I thought, why don't I run my own theater camp for kids in the neighborhood? Um, and I was talking to neighbors. I can't actually take credit for that name. My neighbor, Lisa Zumbrook, came up with it. Um, she was like, call it the Stefan Wolf. That's amazing. Um, and so I sent out mass emails to parents within, of schools in the area. And then I ended up doing that camp every summer. It was a week to two weeks, two week sessions. Um every day for about four hours and I had like 12 to 15 kids and we did a theater camp and a for first time like teacher you had that many yeah the first summer we had about 12 kids oh that's insane with that were you overwhelmed immediately by that like how am I gonna do to teach 12 kids yeah my sister helped me early on so that helped she did the first two summers and then I started doing it by myself um I definitely was a little overwhelmed the first summer but I love kids. And so they made it really easy to want to do that every day. And I did put a time limit on it. So it wasn't an all day camp. Um, okay. So it felt doable. But yeah, we do a little presentation at the end of the week, all in the backyard. Yeah. Um, and if it rained, we were in my parents garage. So it was so it was it was really fun. I did it for about six years, actually. Oh yeah. And have you ever wanted to teach at that point? Or even prior to then? I, I feel like I've been had interest in doing like little pop-up classes. Right. I, I have so much respect for teachers. I truly don't know how they do it. Um, I don't know if I could do it full time, but I really, I enjoy doing classes here and there. That's very, that's very cool. Thanks. Uh, so any highlights from that? Any specific, was it really just, we're going to do these big numbers from these big shows or? Uh... We actually would do all like original stuff. So the kids would write, they, we would do a lot of activities with, just words and motions and then they would end up coming up with their own scenes to show at the end of the week we would do a dance every um as the intro what else did we do one of my like favorite days was when I would take them down to um the high school and they would get a tour the man who ran the tech department would take them on a tour of the theater and they would get to be on the stage and so that was a neat a really neat day no kid this feels very put together and a very small <laughs> It, it like and this is nothing against you, but it's like we're doing field trips. We're doing these big shows. Like what? I just got By really yourself? lucky that people were like, "Yeah, come in." I mean, he was Mr. Matz is the teacher, and he I would call him in the summer and be like, "Hey, can you open the theater for us?" And he would do it every year. It was so nice. Look at that. That's it so nice. It was really fun, and I mean, now I look. All those kids are in college. It's crazy. It's, oh God. It's crazy. I I saw I they like pop up on my Instagram. I th still think they're seven. It's nuts. <laughs> I were I was working at a day camp last summer, and this like sixteen year old came up to me, and he's like he's like, "Hey, Matt, do you know me?" I'm like, "No, and no." Goes, you were my you were my uh, counselor ten years ago, and I said, um... and 
I said, uh, I said to this kid, have you ever, are you okay if I swear in front of you? He goes, <laughs> yeah. And I go, you need to shut the F up. I don't like <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to know that. I don't need to know don't that. Know That's that. really cool, but you need to shut up. <laughs> oh, no, it's so true. Another day that was epic at that camp. Again, friends that just helped me out. I would have like three friends from the industry come and perform and then talk to the kids. Mm-hmm. So I remember like my friend Devin and Mariah. And I think about like this little Peyton who I did a show with who's now in college. It's just wild. It's wild. That's, that's so cool. It was fun. Uh, it was really how old fun. were the kids? I forgot to ask. So we did, uh, I think, ages seven to 13. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So that's pretty yeah. old. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and you said before you like performing with kids you like doing yes. children's theater it's yep. just because they are they are just brutally honest and they can tell you like <laughs> they will tell you if it's not good or not exactly they are brutally honest and also so like uninhibited they just do ex- like whatever comes to their mind without I love the age that age of kind of before middle school where really you're just doing exactly you and I think it's such a lesson for older actors of not trying to do something specific that you think is right, but just doing the first thing that comes to your head. I mean, you watch a kid and it's kind of the best teachers, in my opinion. Right. All, we, all they, should, they should do is just play. And they're hilarious. <laughs> they always right? make me laugh. So I'm doing the three little pigs right now. And just and, and as the big bad wolf, I you know, oh my God. just like the, the they're just yelling at you. It's and I would so yell like, fun. where are these pigs? And they'll just yell like, well, I'm not going to tell you anything. <laughs> it's so much fun. It's so fun. Oh, that's awesome. So I want, so I know, let's go back to cabaret. And I know uh, yeah. because this, I, this was the first that it, this popped up in your email you, they want you to audition for it. And you said immediately, yes, I want to audition yeah. for it. Um, and then you get, and you got it. What was the feeling in the room when you say, when you get this email or call or whatever, when they said, Hey, we want you to play Sally Bowles. Oh, when I actually found out. Yeah. Oh, I was, I, I think I cried that day. It was so, oh, cause they, they actually, I had two callbacks for this. And when after that second callback, there was about a week that passed. So I really, I was thinking, oh, I, that's not going to happen. Um, Cause I feel like the turnaround is usually faster um, in my, in what I've experienced. Um, but I, I mean, I was over the moon. I was so excited. Like once those callbacks happened and I, I got to work with the director a little bit and see how he vibes and how he was talking about the role and the show, I left being like, I have to I really want to do this. So I was, I was so, I was so amped, so right. happy. Because for people who haven't seen the show, it's, I remember you saying something like, it's more, it feels more like a play with these bigger musical yes. numbers. Yes. So like, you'll be on stage for these, I would say play scenes, intimate scenes, and then you go off stage and then you come right back and we're doing this huge, big musical number. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's, that's why the musical stood out to me I kind of feel similar to a, a ragtime is also a show that I love and one of my favorites I feel like there's just so much substance to it and the historical context of cabaret is so intense and so necessary to keep retelling the story and the scenes truly feel I, I a lot of musicals that I've done and I love every type of musical but the majority of them are really quick quippy scenes in between giant numbers whereas right. I feel like this show has such long substantial scenes with 
really intense subject matter and in addition to the cabaret numbers which is really mm-hmm. neat and you, the director Michael Weber who did a fantastic yeah. job with the production he said you know every few years with this show we gotta we gotta revival it we gotta yeah. we gotta make it shake, shake it up a bit right. how is this one and we sort of talked about it already but what do you think else has sort of stirred this one apart from the others I, I think I was I was talking to my husband about this and he actually brought up the point of this production stood out to him because he felt like Michael really focused on the, the rise of the of the Nazi party at that time and how that came the focus on how that came out of what felt like nowhere but really didn't come out of nowhere right. um, as opposed to us already knowing the ending. I feel like Michael did such a great job at focusing on that rise and um, it coming out of this this world that seemed to be thriving in the arts community and I mean it was turmoil in Berlin at the time but I that's what stands out to me about this production I feel like it really um, shows the roller coaster of what can happen politically Uh, you kind of feel the rumble it's it kind of reflects what's been happening over the last few years Um, just a lot of a lot of um, turmoil underneath what some people are saying oh nothing's going on you know um so it's i I think he did a great job of of focusing on that which makes it stand out i would agree yeah so my last question before we go into the game is what do you think young if if little erica from (laughs) little little glenn ellen from the living room dancing well to see if she snuck in to see cabaret uh you know i said that question out loud i thought well this is where we're going with um (laughs) I love it. What you, yeah, right. What do you think she would think of adult Erica performing on stage? Ugh, I I think she'd be really proud. I think she'd geek out and be like, "That lady's crazy." Um, but honestly, I, I I I think she'd be really proud. I love thinking about that image. Actually, is really fun for me because I grew up watching so many Chicago actors, and I hope I hope that I, if someone like a little version of myself walked walked in then i would be inspiring to her <laughs> i hope okay so we have time for a game we're gonna play okay. a game called time for two okay. two minutes on the clock two minutes of random icebreaker questions okay. no right no wrong i just want to see what your opinion is okay okay all right here we go three two one go favorite pizza topping oh sausage uh are you a morning person or night person combo okay Ooh, favorite part <laughs> of the human face Oh, um, smiles. Karaoke song of choice. <laughs> I want to dance with somebody by Whitney. <laughs> yes. What is in your fridge right now? A lot of leftovers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you put ketchup on your hot dogs? Yes. Is it DJ just someone who's good at iTunes? Say that again. Is it DJ just someone who's good at iTunes? No. <laughs> you see your DC. Wait, say that again. Favorite, uh, AC or DC? AC. <laughs> Who is the greatest game show host of all time? Oh, God. I don't watch enough game shows. Okay. Would, <laughs> would you rather live in an in a amusement park or a zoo? Amusement park. Would you rather have unlimited sushi for life or unlimited tacos? Oh, tacos. Is there a lie that George Santos has said about you? Probably. <laughs> uh, is is there a Chicago actor you wish to work with? Uh, Heidi Kettering. I 
guys. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 toilet paper, over or under? Oh, uh, over. <laughs> uh, is there an eye in the sky? What? Do we all live in a yellow submarine? No. <laughs> Fruits or veggies? <laughs> Fruits. Typical bedtime? Uh, 11. Favorite kind of tea? Ooh, mint. The best part of waking up is? I'll see you, my husband. <laughs> uh, 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 is there a chore you absolutely hate doing? Uh, cleaning the bathroom. Is there a food that you cannot have enough of? Chocolate. <laughs> and that's how we play. Time for two. Yay. Thank you. No problem. <laughs> Erica, before we go, my last question to you uh, is, are your parents proud of you? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm so lucky that they are. <laughs> but I think I think they are. They tell me all the time. So I'm thankful for them. <laughs> That's awesome. Erica, thank you for spending the morning with me. This was so much fun to talk with you. Thank you so uh, much, Matt. And if you are wondering where you can find Erica back on the stage, don't worry. She will be playing the role of Gloria Thorpe in the Marriott Theater's production of Damn Yankees, running April 12th to June 4th. More information, go to MarriottTheater.com. And that is it for today's episode, folks. Thank you so much for listening. As a gentle reminder, you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram at Parents Proud Podcast. You can email us, parentsproudpodcast at gmail.com. I am Matt Schufreiter, and I will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.